You're listening to Criterion Channel Surfing, a podcast dedicated to the films of the Criterion Collection streaming video service, the Criterion Channel. I'm your host, Josh Hornbeck. In this special bonus episode, I'm first joined by Matt Gasteyer and Travis Trudell of The Complete Podcast, then by Robert Taylor of The Robert Taylor Odyssey for our first reactions to Criterion's announcements of their upcoming April 2020 releases. The conversations were recorded over Skype and aren't as polished as our main episodes, but we hope you enjoy our free-flowing discussions on the month's release slate. Stay with us. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com. here today with the dynamic duo of Matt Gasteyer and Travis Trudell from the Complete Podcast, who you have just completed the Decalogue. You have made it through a marvelous chunk of the Complete Kozlowski. You're on to the final stretch, the home stretch, if you will, for the masterworks now of Kozlowski. And uh, we're here today, we're going to talk about Criterion new releases, the announcements for April. They were just announced today, and uh, we don't normally do this on my show, but I, uh, with a lot of other news shows on hiatus right now, I just thought it would be a shame to pass this uh, opportunity up, especially with so many great releases coming out. Uh, so thank you both for joining me today. I think this is going to be fun. Oh, no problem. I was super psyched. I haven't been on a Criterion show forever. Yeah, it's awesome. a pleasure. Yeah. Well, let's just dive right in. We have on April 7th a pretty monumental release here. We've got Army of Shadows coming back into the collection after being out of print for several years. Uh, uh, Jean-Pierre Melville's film has been out of print since the Studio Canal purge. And... Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you both about having this coming back to Blu-ray? Go ahead, Matt. Well, <laughs> um, this is, this is an eight for me. Um, it would be a 10 if I didn't own it already. Um, so, but I'm going to be selfish and dock at two points. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it at an eight because I'm really happy for all of the people who now, uh, get to own this who don't have a yeah. region free player um, and uh, can purchase this at a reasonable price. Uh, this is a straight up masterpiece of a movie. It's one of uh, the best forgotten films of the 1960s that was revived in the 2000s. Uh, it was not released in the US until. 2006 i think i got um, to see that in theaters on its release very, it was so very psyched. smart move travis um, it was gorgeous yeah so yeah and it is it's a beautiful movie and uh, it's one of melville's best perhaps his best um and yeah so i'm i'm very happy for everybody who now gets to enjoy this like i have been doing for the last uh, few years Yes, all those Johnny come latelys, huh? Ah, no, no, come on! Oh, I, that's I'm why bringing we it. Been on this the Criterion. Is, this show. is the type of stuff I don't get to do on a, <laughs> on our show because we're so serious. No, uh, no, this is great, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of eBay hawks are going to be pissed that they're not going to make as much money anymore from uh, their uh, copies. But uh, it is—it's a movie that should be seen, and uh, yeah. it's awesome. This is the first. Uh, acquisition back uh from uh studio canal uh, i think that's I think. right yeah yeah right? yeah no, i think so somebody there mentioned was... lola from the um from the fastbender trilogy, um, trilogy. But, I, but i don't i'm not sure that was a studio canal title i didn't look it up but yeah i didn't look that up either and i know that there were a handful i know that the some of the tati films were studio canal but i think that had more to yeah. do with the that family the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just hope that this is the uh, this is the door opening up yes. for us getting back Grand Illusion. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think definitely. Yeah, uh, right. That's what I'll say it right here. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's coming back. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now he, that now that this has happened, I mean, because look, Kino's not holding on to Grand Illusion, waiting to put that out. Like they would have put yeah. it out already. It, there's a there's a restoration out there. This yeah, the number spine number one is coming back. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty huge, and you know, this is this is an exciting re-release. It has all the supplements. Uh, you know, I paid an arm and a leg for it. Uh, no. I, I had I had it originally when it when it was first released, and uh, this is a bit of personal confession time. But uh, when uh, I got divorced several years ago, my ex took all of my out of print Criterion's with her, and. Yes, yes, and uh, so I slowly rebuilt my collection. Sounds like uh, a country song, Josh. It it was. It was a country song. It was a country <laughs> song. Uh, Third Man, all of those those ones that she didn't care about at all. But um, but yeah, she knew you it. did. She knew I did. She knew I did. All of my books and films. Those were the things she knew. She knew where it was going to hurt. And uh, it, this was one of those ones that uh, I knew I really wanted to get back into my collection. And uh, I do not regret it one bit. I do not feel bad for paying. You know, hundred dollars. I think is what I ended up paying for it. So, you know, I looked for good deals, and I am really happy that a lot of other people are going to be able to get it for a decent price now. And uh, it's it's great that it is now back in the catalog. Nice. I, I think you know this is a complete reissue, basically, or whatever they call it. I mean, it's this yeah. has never happened before. I think, right? I mean, I don't think ever a Blu-ray has gone out of print and then back into print. So um, that this is uh, exactly the disc that they uh, yes. used to print, um, and so unlike grand illusion i'm sure they're going to do it up for that so that's yeah. going to probably take some time but this this was something that they uh could put out i guess when they were ready to put it out yeah and i think it means that we're going to see more of these studio canal titles the ones that they're able to get their hands on and the ones yeah. they're able to get the rights to uh, I think it means we're going to see more of those trickle out over the next few years well they gave up they gave up some melvilles to uh, Kino, yeah. I think probably to get the one the particular ones that they wanted um, and that they knew they could fit onto their slate. So yeah. I think they they probably you know have what have what they want, and then yeah. they're letting the uh, the the giant like <laughs> conglomerate that can put out yeah. eighty seven different things in one week, uh, which they're doing yeah. an amazing job of right now with screwball yeah. comedies. Um, yeah, can uh, can do. Yeah. So on April 14th, we are getting some classic Hollywood with George Marshall's Destry Rides again uh, in the, the part that I'm going to be putting on after this in the, the episode that will go up uh, later on with Robert Taylor. I did mispronounce the title and thought this was Destiny Rides Again, which I think is a very different movie. Uh, <laughs> Destry Rides of- Again. Destiny turns on the radio. That's a Quentin Tarantino jam. Whoa! I think so. I, think so. I, <laughs> I know. Think, that I was thinking that... of that '90s bad indie comedy, right? <laughs> uh, no, uh, Destiny rides again, starring Marlena Dietrich and Jimmy Stewart, or James Stewart, as he is credited here. Uh, Matt, have you seen this one? And if so, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I have seen this. It's been a really long time. This is a great movie. Um, this was one of the movies that sort of uh, convinced me that the Western genre was a genre worth uh, digging into. Um, it's a great film. It's really fun. Um, and I'm just a big Marlena Dietrich fan. So uh, I think this may have been the first movie I ever saw with her in it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a delight. I had no idea this was coming, so I'm pleased. Uh, this is one that I'll definitely be buying. That's great. That's great. Travis. Yeah, this is uh, I have not seen this. This is uh, this is great. I'm super excited. I love these uh, these old Hollywood titles that Criterion has been putting out because uh, generally they're ones I should have seen by now. And so, you know, and it's great because I get to see them in their best possible version, which is uh, always fantastic. And, uh, you know, they're bringing back the uh, Lux Radio Theater. With Joan Blondell. With Joan Blondell. Nice. David Blake's jam. 
putting those mm-hmm. on, doing the dishes. Oh, good times. <laughs> Definitely a shame do... to put Joan Blondell on radio, though. That's not right. <laughs> I do love the theater adaptations. I know those get a lot of kind of derision sometimes in uh, some of the podcasts. I I have my wireless headphones. I put them on. I do my chores. I do oh, other yeah. stuff around the house. It's great. I love that aspect of these releases. I uh, grew. I was a theater kid, so the old time radio stuff was some of my favorite supplements on Criterion Discs. That was one of those entry points for me. So I think this is great. Uh, this is a film that I have not seen. So this is the only film actually of the month that I haven't seen. So it's uh, this is a nice blind spot for me, and uh, I always like getting introduced to some of these classic Hollywood films. So yeah. I like the cover art of this one. I think the guy uh, who is it, Mark, Mark Aspinall. Aspinall, yeah. yeah he does. Yeah. He does work for Mondo as well. He's done some pr- mm-hmm. a pretty cool Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes poster. Yeah, I like yeah. the touch of green in uh, Jimmy Stewart's tie. Yes, yes, and we've got you know interviews with Imogen Sarah Smith. We've got interviews with Donald Dewey, video essays. I mean, this is a nice. This is a really nice release. Yeah, no, I, this stuff. is this is good stuff. Another nice add yeah. to the collection. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty first, we've got uh, another film from the Czech New Wave. I think we were all pretty much expecting that this would be the next one from that bun- or from that deal that they had struck. We have the Cremator or the Cremator, uh, and uh, this one. I don't know if you have all seen this one, but this one is harrowing. It is funny. <laughs> it is dark. Uh, I love this film. I saw this during the Filmstruck final days. It is it is a rough film, but it is fantastic. Matt, have you seen this one yet? I have, and I have to say, um, Come and See is no longer the darkest movie that's coming out this year. <laughs> from yes. Yes. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a truly bleak film uh and uh i hate to say it but super relevant (laughs) today yeah uh and and um yeah i mean it's it's also just really well made and uh certainly um i i would say along with the ear um the two kind of um czech new wave films that i am most uh i was most looking forward to having come to disc uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S., uh, just of the films that I've seen, um, just so that other people uh, can check these out. This is a really great movie. The cover is super awesome, and yeah. I'm just really excited for people to uh, not be able to sleep after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking Travis forward to this look- one. No, I haven't. This is one of the ones that went onto my list as soon as they uh, acquired the large amount of uh, Czech films. Um, yeah. And I think it was the first person who I really listened to who turned me on to this was, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh, geez, uh, film, films. <laughs> it's, uh, sorry about this. It is FilmWise Canada. Yeah. Uh, Martin Kessler. Martin oh, Kessler. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. and why yeah. couldn't I remember Martin's name? Uh, Martin would put this on a list of like uh, greatest films kind of thing. Uh, at some point, he put together a little list, and uh, I had never heard of it. Did a little research on it, and it was kind of hard to find at the time. And of course, I missed it when it was on Filmstruck because as Filmstruck was dying, I was in the throes of a big movie project, so I had no time to watch anything as it all disappeared. It was very sad. Um, yeah. So I missed it while it was there, but so now I get to see it. I'm psyched. I'm also psyched about the uh, documentary about the composer, uh, Zednek Liska, uh, because Jan Schwankmeier and Quay Brothers are two of my favorite animators. So uh, Mm. looking forward to seeing that. The score in this is rad, too. It's really good. Yeah. 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 The the editing style of this, I just found absolutely riveting. Uh, it just it was one of those films that I, mean, I think I watched this in the ear back to back and it was just <laughs> I, mean, I, I felt I felt unsettled for days. 
It was like getting uh, I, your books and movies stolen all over again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I am super excited that we are also getting his short film, The Junk Shop, which you know is another one that has been on the Criterion channel and on Filmstruck and on Hulu for years now. Uh, we're getting a lot of great context for the film. So, I mean, this is just, we're getting another stacked release. This is... I was telling Robert, this is exactly what I want from a Criterion release, right? This is giving me all of the context that will help me kind of understand where the film was, what was going on at the time, why this is an important film uh, beyond kind of the, the artistry of it, but kind of what was going on politically at the time. So this is just, this is going to be fantastic. Very uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Me and You and Everyone We Know, directed by Miranda July. Uh, all right. This is one that I just have a feeling could be really divisive with people within our film community. <laughs> I was just about to uh, say, <laughs> the new tiny furniture is being released. I know. Yeah. I personally really like this film. I, I really enjoyed this. I enjoy Miranda July and her kind of performance art roots. Uh, but I'm curious to know what you all think about this one. Matt, what are your thoughts on this film and Miranda July in particular? I actually don't mind Miranda July in general. Uh, yeah. I do not like this film. I, But, you know, I saw it when it came out. Uh, I found it overly precious and yeah um a bit like a i don't know i no i'm not even going to go there i won't go there but I, I just found it very <laughs> it was to me i grew all okay i'll go there go i there in with like garden yeah. state as like a very mm. like like just overly self-conscious cutesy indie drama comedy thing and it just it did not work for me at all mm -hmm. um but, you know, I recently re revisited Garden State. It's actually really... No, I'm just kidding. It's so <laughs> fucking horrible. Uh, <laughs> but I am open to uh, to watching this. So, again, yeah. I mean, I probably won't, but I'm just saying I, don't go by me. <laughs> <laughs> I like tiny furniture, for what it's worth. I like tiny furniture. I, I like, like this, too. Yeah. I like this too. Like I, uh, I saw this in theaters when it came out. Uh, John Hawks really holds this movie together for me the most. Yeah. His, uh, his, his performance is fantastic. I like yeah. the kid. I like the stuff with the kids as well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I do see how how it can be lumped in together with that. Uh, you know, late. Uh, you know, early two thousands like indie scene of all these like cutesy people who obviously know about movies and are yeah. trying to be weird for weird sake in terms yeah. of kind of like what they're doing you know the uh generation of people who bought all their clothes at thrift shops and uh you know the begin the people that influence the new millennial generation of uh hipsters but uh i think i think there's something more in there obviously she's you know her art is very uh the, the art that she makes is very, you know, it's re, it's very well researched, the stuff that she's doing. I think one of the special features on here is her open to the world shop that she made, uh, the interfaith charity shop as part of her, like a installation performance piece type of thing. Um, so you can see that there's a lot of that stuff flirting in here, a lot of ideas that she's had and probably done in some of her... Uh, her conversations and her in uh, her work, so I, I I did like it. And the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is the the bevy of short films from her work that is yeah. included in the in the piece. They've really stacked this one as well. Like this is a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting too to see the 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 some of the workshopping that went on with the Sundance Directors Lab, mm. and to see that process of how you know, how she took her work as a performance artist and then translated it into something that really became a commercial film as well. I think that's always an interesting thing to see artists who aren't necessarily, they're not necessarily making art that is for a mainstream audience. And then how do they make that transition into something that maybe is going to 
transition into that kind of art house darling, you know? Uh, yeah, I think this is an interesting, interesting package. I think this is going to be a really, a really cool release uh, just to see all of that, that contextualized again. Yeah, the, uh, the, the selection of Joni for Jackie stuff is, is probably some of the most important stuff on this disc. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that, that was a pretty significant uh, thing that she was uh, associated with that she, that yeah. she, help create so that that aspect of it is uh you know it's it's a worthwhile release um yeah it's just the movies was not for me yeah 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 and finally we have the film that has been asked about it has been complained that where is it in every new release thread for the and last now they've three already years. moved on from it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where is come and see, Josh? Where is come and see? Where is the Wong Kar Wai box set? Grand Budapest Hotel was yesterday. <laughs> we move. We move from one to the next, right? Uh, we can't be grateful for what we have, right? Uh, no. But now, now we're getting Wes Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel. It is going to be coming at the end of the month. Uh, and I, again, we're getting the typical Wes Anderson treatment with commentary, storyboards, documentaries. We're getting more video essays from Matt Zoller-Seitz, who has been really doing, I think he's been doing video essays on the Wes Anderson film since the Darjeeling Limited. Uh, so, I mean, we're getting a pretty stacked release again for Wes Anderson. Uh, you know, this was inevitable. Everyone knew it was coming. But does that lessen the excitement for you? Uh, does that, does it feel inevitable? Do you care? Matt, your thoughts on this one? Uh, this is a good movie. I like this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, yeah. What no, else you I, like? <laughs> it does kind of ruin, uh, it, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, this was coming eventually. It feels a little bit like. <laughs> It's a little bit like a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pass it. It's yeah, painful. Like, all right, let's happen? move on. Let's move on. No, I, I really like this, though. <laughs> I like this movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I, honestly, I would say this is my favorite Wes Anderson movie since Royal Tenenbaums. Um, so I'm happy to. Uh, I will be purchasing this. I think it, it will be a digipack. And I think that this is going to be cutouts of the digipack similar to the coker trilogy where you can see through these arches uh on the cover um i don't know if like f murray abraham and the people in the tubs are going to be like like i don't know how complex this is going to get but it's going to get shit's going to get real when you open up this box is my point i hope Um, there's pull tabs and f murray abraham you can slide him in and out of the uh out of the frame that would be amazing yes um no so i think it you know they they go all out with this with the wes anderson stuff um and uh i'm happy for everybody who has now moved on to complaining about something else (laughs) (laughs) well no they can still complain about the cover art because god it's already yeah. done. Yeah, that is that is true. I have seen that on some of the threads. I think this is going to look really cool when it when it's uh, in your hands. Yeah, I think yeah, I think hunch. the I think the artist uh, Emma Wesley. Uh, I've seen some of her portrait work, and it's pretty phenomenal. So, I think she did a good job on this, making this uh, triptych of a story uh, that these characters are telling to each other. I thought it was a good a good representation. I understand that the movie is, you know, candy-colored uh, rainbow of uh, beautiful pastels, but I think the uh, the bathtubs, the you know, the bathtub area, the Turkish bath area with all their blues was really nice. But uh, uh yeah. and here, I'm not a big fan of this film. Yeah, yeah, this is like my one of my least favorite uh, of of his works. Uh, I need to yeah. see it again. Like I saw it once in the theater. I tried watching it a second time on some streaming platform, and I was just kind of like, nah. Yeah. Um, so I need to watch it again. Uh, it's been a while, so 
maybe I'll uh, warm up to it a little bit. But uh, yeah, I just found it to be a little, almost almost like too conscious of what he does. So I was kind of like, meh, it didn't feel as good. I, I like stories in which, my favorite stories of his are which uh, a family is central um, and their dynamics and their father, daughter, son relationships and all that kind of stuff, which he's been doing for quite a while. And this one, removing that kind of family and having this be just kind of, I don't know, there was something missing. And yeah. maybe it was my expectations for it didn't meet it because it wasn't the same story he's been telling. Who knows? So I'll try to um, watch it again. Maybe this time I'll love it. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I am a big fan of the, the Wes Anderson stuff. I think it's hard for me to quite match Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, that one left me crying in a pool of tears by the end of it. And uh, nothing's quite hit me the same sense, but I do thoroughly enjoy Grand Budapest Hotel. And uh, I will be very, very eager to revisit it. I feel like they all have things that I really resonate with and uh, th- things that hit me differently each time I watch them. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, you I know, also I... do re- recognize my hypocrisy in calling me, you and everyone we know too precious while praising <laughs> a Wes Anderson movie. I was yes, going to bring it up. Everybody but, at home to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want everybody at home to be aware. Listen, you I'm, called this movie that. a kidney stone. So I think, you know, there's, the damage has been done. <laughs> Uh, let's talk really briefly about the covers and uh what what are your favorite covers and uh is there anyone that really stands out to you uh among the the slate for this month yeah cremator is rad that's my pick of the of the month for sure yeah yeah yeah, I think uh, I do. I think that one is the most uh, compelling in terms of the look of it. It makes me want to know what the hell's going on in it. So I would say that's the cover of the month. I think I appreciate the I appreciate the artwork and the uh, the destry um, mm-hmm. and all the little background characters that have been sketched in behind them. And for what it's worth, I do like the Grand Budapest Hotel cover. I think it's pretty. Me too. It's pretty graphic. Pretty cool. Um, you know, it's like a Wes Anderson thing. It's flat and centered. And uh, I like the idea that this grand story that he's telling is almost like some sort of a uh, uh, religious experience that these people went through. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's set up in that the church of uh, church of stories, which is pretty good. You know, a story about a story about a story, which I always appreciate those types of things as well. So yeah. I do like, that. like a religious icon. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, looks like an icon totally. painting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, people didn't like the Moonrise Kingdom cover either when it was shown on the computer. But when you're holding it in your hand, it's a beautiful package. Yeah. I think this is going to be the same way. I like the the line at the end with uh, other ephemera. I do appreciate Mm -hmm. the ephemera that comes with his packages (laughs) for sure. Yeah. And I do think that that happens so often, right? I mean, the, the me and you and everyone we know cover. I'm not sure about the the cover art on that yet, but I wonder when you actually hold it in your hand and the light plays off of it and the way the colors kind of look together. You know, I just have a feeling that's going to have a different look in your hand. Yeah, it'd be fun if this was printed on like a metallic type paper so it gives that reflective sheen to it. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll kind of shimmer a little bit. Yeah, Uh, I... I definitely, I think the Grand Budapest is my favorite, but the the, cre- the Cremator one is definitely interesting to me. I think it reminds me a lot of the all of those Eastern European posters for modern Hollywood yeah. films where they just, mm-hmm. you wonder, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, right? I love those. And uh, just it has that that vibe going on here, and I think it fits the film perfectly. So you think Grand Budapest is the only digipack for out of the bunch? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think that the other thing about Grand Budapest about people complaining about that cover, which I fortunately have not encountered yet, um, like what you don't think Wes Anderson approved the cover? <laughs> like, yes. what are you, like it's it's not like Teorema where they just like are you know sitting around a table deciding like 
the filmmaker is part of this conversation. Oh, this is the cover yeah. that he wanted for his film. And uh, like, if anybody can like, you know, represent the, their work, uh, it's, yeah. you know, he, I mean, he, he's, uh, he's, it, you can't name a more exacting designer, uh, you know, of a director working today. So. I mean, and the artist for this has work in the National Gallery. I mean, it's not, it, this was not a cheap yeah. cover that they came no. up with. <laughs> this isn't like, a, you know, let's take some sketches from uh, Wes Anderson's right. brother and throw them on there because it's cute. This was, you know, this was something that was, you know, labored over for a while and this was a plan. So, you know, it, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great, a great yeah. cover. Now you're trashing the Tenenbaums cover, Travis. I like the Tenenbaums cover. <laughs> Nothing says like that's a family movie, so it's drawn by his brother. It has all those little hallmarks. I like it. Uh, what is your what's your favorite or what's the the release that you are most anticipating for the year, Matt? Or not the year, the month. Sorry, Matt. Uh, the one of these films that I'll. I'll definitely be buying his Destry rides again. I'm really excited to revisit that. I haven't seen it in decades. Uh, so that that's the one that I'm most excited about. Um, you know, I think the release of the month is Grand Budapest Hotel. And I think that the news of the month is Army of Shadows coming back yeah. of what it portends for the coming year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the Trav. cream the cremator is the one that I'm I'm most looking yeah, yeah. that's most looking forward to. Um, yeah. I think everything else. I mean, they're all great. I've you know I've seen besides Destry and Cremator, I've seen everything else, and uh, so I'm super excited for Army of Shadows to come back because that just makes me go, yes, we're gonna get <laughs> more things we used to have back, and that's always yeah. a good feeling. Um, and then you know eventually, Josh, you're gonna be able to get all the movies back. That were taken yes. from you, and they'll be I, I cheaper. And then I you can take you can oh. take pictures. You can take <laughs> yes. pictures of them all and send. Like ha 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 ha. I well, have we're getting we're getting Chungking Express for sure this year. So that's at least one one other hideously expensive Blu-ray that will be coming back. Exactly. It'd be nice if we got the Cirque Rouge as well. That would be a nice. That one is so stupidly priced as well. Yeah. I do think yeah. that that's not. I wasn't part of the Kino releases, right? No. So those are probably the two that they're that they're coming back with. I will say, uh, I just remember Play, Playtime was an out of print Blu-ray that came back, but it only came back in the box. It didn't come yeah. back as a standalone yeah. disc. So yeah. this is, I think the first first standalone, this is the first actual Blu-ray. yeah standalone yeah. With, with no changes. Like right. there's been ones that have come back, but with an added feature or a changed oh, artwork. But, yeah, but. Like Monterey Pop, that that yeah. wasn't that wasn't yeah. in print though. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I, you know, I I have never been a big fan of rating and ranking the months on one to ten, but I do think that it is it has become habit. It has become what we do around these parts. So, on a scale of one to ten, Matt, what do you think the month is? Um, I think just in terms of the story that it's telling and the movies here, I think it's an eight. You know, this yeah. is a really strong month. I don't think that there is a home run, like, you know, tentpole release here. Uh, so, you know, it prevents it from kind of rising higher than that for me. Um, but mm-hmm. this is a, a very strong month with a lot of really uh, interesting titles and, and good variety here, too, as yeah. well, yeah. which is always nice yeah. to see. Travis? Uh, going back and looking at the other two, three months that they have out right now. I would say this is probably the most, the best month out of the months. Um, so for just ranking it that way, then yeah, that's a, a 10. But as soon as the next month comes out, I'm going to change my <laughs> rankings. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a solid month. I think the, uh, you know, the promise of the delivered Budapest and the uh, hope of the uh, release yeah. of Army of Shadows Plus uh, a nice spectrum of, uh, you know, uh, independent, uh, you know, independent comedy versus a old studio classic. And then something out of uh, out of Europe that uh, kind of makes, you know, makes it uh, 
uh, fulfills checks off their uh, checks off their worst. We we do art films uh, quota as well. Um, it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's a it's a solid it's a solid lineup. I do appreciate the the amount of uh, Blu-ray upgrades they've been uh, pumping out. Um, yeah, that's that's a huge one because there's a lot of people that just won't even bother buying those DVDs anymore, and they're missing out on a lot of great films. Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that I'm missing and that I kind of look for in a month are those films that just completely come out of left field for me. Mm. The ones that uh, uh, I think of, um, I think one of the on one of the early episodes of Criterion Cast that I listened to, it's those Marquetta uh, Lazarova. Oh yeah, films. those those things that you're just like, wait, I had no idea this film even existed, and how did this come? And I think you know those are going to be fewer and farther between because so many of those titles are now on the Criterion Channel, right? But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I always find those to be really uh, those are always my favorite months because. I just have yeah. no idea about those types of things. And it's so hard, too, because now in this information age where yes. basically everyone is sharing everything and we all know everything and all the leaks yes. that are coming out, it's it's less yes. it becomes less exciting. Like I, I miss the <laughs> I miss the excitement of none of us having any clue what was about to happen. And yes. now it's like yeah. by before lunchtime, we get like four leaked tweets and three other confirmations. And it's like we know the slate before it hits the street. <laughs> I think that's why or, they started. Or in like the early 2000s when I like would go to Amoeba and be like, oh, that movie came out on Criterion. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Discovering it out on the shelf. You know, that was always. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say like I had no idea Destry Rides Again was coming. And maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a film foundation film, so I probably should have known. But at last mm. month. I had no idea they had plans for Showboat or Lever to Heaven. So, mm. but, I mean, those are those are pretty big surprises yeah. um, that they've kept under their hat. So I'm hoping that's you know a continuing trend. Um, possibly, you know, the death of the fandom pages is part of what you know we're seeing in action here. Um, yeah. I mean, me, you, and everyone we know. I think I talked about on maybe like the first Criterion now or very early <laughs> on. Um, cause it had been rumored to come, but I, then it showed up on Filmstruck and I think on the Criterion channel. And I think people assumed, oh, that's just what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's finally here. So these things take a while as we know from Grand Budapest Hotel, which I think has been rumored to come out since before the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for coming on. This was fun. Uh, thank you for being willing to jump on at the last minute. Uh, I always appreciate talking to you both, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, just your insights and thoughts into this. This was a lot of fun to to talk about the releases. Oh, thanks. For thanks for doing this, Josh. Yeah, thank you. So I just want to get your quick reactions. I think we're going to have a few other people who are interested in talking about these titles as well. I'll throw in a few thoughts uh, just in case nobody else does is able to talk. But, uh, I mean, we're getting five really interesting titles here. So to start things off, on April 7th, we have Army of Shadows. It finally returns. It finally returns. It's our first Studio Canal return, or one of the first. I, that's exciting, right? Yeah, and what a perfect pick for the comeback. Am I correct? Oh. I can never watch this movie without weeping. It's just, it's so brilliant. It's Melville's best movie for my money. And I'm overjoyed that it's back because I missed out on getting it the first time. And I'm definitely not going to miss out on it this time. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a, a great one to bring back into the collection. I think it's great. Uh, April 14th, we get Destiny Rides again. This is the only one of this month that I haven't seen. Do you know much about this one? Well, it's Destry Rides again. Oh, Destry Rides again. Thank you. Yes, I I have never seen it. However, I know it's a sort of a comedic Western. And how can you go wrong with Marlena Dietrich and James Stewart? Also, that cover is fire. Absolute fire. Um... This is definitely going to be a new addition to my... You know what? I'm probably buying every movie this month. <laughs> um, but 
I had never, I'd heard of it, like, it had been discussed in film school when I uh, went there. However, they never screened it at AFI, so I'm very excited to dive in and give it a look. It's one of the only ones this month that I think is not available on the Criterion channel, so it looks like it'll be worth the buy. Yeah, this looks really great. Matt Gasteyer of the Complete Podcast wasn't able to join us and he did want to say that he wanted to give his regards to Marlena Dietrich. So uh, Marlena Dietrich, Matt gives his regards. <laughs> and on the 21st, we get the Crimeter. Uh, that is one of the darkest and most fascinating films of the Czech new wave. Uh, I think this is an outstanding film. This one is great. Uh, again, I think we're getting so many really intriguing films this month. The cover is, is it reminds me of so many of those Eastern European film posters that we'll see making the rounds uh, for, you know, seemingly normal films that, uh, <laughs> that, that just don't seem to make any sense whatsoever, but this fits the film so perfectly as well. Have you had a chance to see The Crimeter? I've never seen the movie. Just reading the little blurb on the Criterion page makes me want to watch the movie tonight. It's on the Criterion channel. And then the other part of me wants to wait until the actual uh, disc comes out. Uh, I, like you, adore the cover. I think it's like a 9 out of 10. I do have a question for you. Can you explain the comb? <laughs> The comb is a, it's part of the affect of this, this character. So it is a, it is one of his little quirks and one of his uh, little odd idiosyncrasies. He carries it with him everywhere. He's very neat and tidy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a film that uh, I saw during my film struck binge as I was watching a lot of the Czech new wave films towards mm -hmm. the end of the service. Um, it's haunting, it is terrifying, and I'm really glad that we're also getting the junk shop uh, on this disc as well. We're getting his debut short film. I, this is a packed release. I think we're going to get a lot of great context as well. This is, this, is, this is what I come to Criterion for. This is the type of release, right? Yeah, most of the releases are pretty stacked this month, and this gives me... Uh, remi this reminds me a little bit of Diamonds of the Night from the previous year where I would have yeah. never known the movie existed and yeah. now it's getting a Criterion release and hopefully it will be one of my f like it truly seems like this is one of my favorite movies that I just haven't watched yet <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty incredible then uh, we're also getting on the 28th me and you and everyone we know from Miranda July. Once again, we're getting Criterion really pushing into their commitment to diversity and bringing in more female filmmakers. And uh, this is another one that I caught back when it was first released. And, uh, you know, I really like this film. I know this is one that is going to be pretty divisive, I think, among Criterion collectors, but I really love this film. I think it is a... Uh, kind of beautiful and uh, challenging film. Uh, I like Miranda July a lot. I think uh, her background as a performance artist is really fascinating. What are your thoughts on this? So you're saying that me and you and everyone we know will not agree that this is a great release because I'm super excited about it. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. I, I, like you saw it when it first came out, I think I loved it a little more than you did. There's this one scene in it, tell me if you remember the scene, where it's just the two characters walking down a street together talking about how if the street were their lives, they were halfway through it. Do you do you remember yeah. the scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes in cinema history. So it's oh, no, it's, like fantastic. A, it's a perfect yeah. moment in a, in a great film. So I am super excited for this. Another stacked release. Yeah. Um, with a lot of her shorts, which I am excited about. I will say the cover is a little like, bleh. it reminds, like, just at first blush, aside from the goldfish, it sort of reminds me of the cranes are flying from last month with the, mm. like, weird faces looking at odd angles, which is not the movie you should be thinking about when you were about to watch me and you and everyone we know. Yeah. But it's a small, like, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wonder if this is going to be one of those films we talk about 
sometimes covers like this, they look so much better in person when you actually are holding the disc in your hand and you actually get to see the texture of the, the film and the, or the, the paper and the, the way the, the film actually looks uh, on the disc. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This is, it doesn't bother me as much, but I can definitely see that this is probably going to be the most divisive cover of the, of the, the release month. But and, no, I, I really oh, go like ahead. this film. I, I definitely like this film quite a bit, and I think Miranda July is great. And uh, yeah, I think this is a this is a great release. Part of me kind of wishes that they would have switched the release dates between this and Army of Shadows because I fear that it's going to get lost in the wake of the last release of the month, which is going to mm-hmm. be. I mean, everyone's been looking forward to it for three years, so and it's yes. finally getting released. So I hope it doesn't get lost in the mix. Yes. Well, let's move on to that last release, because I do think that it is a pretty, it's an important one. This is one that people have been clamoring for. Whenever we look at uh, polls, whenever we look at uh, Facebook groups, whenever Criterion announces their release slate, this is the one that people complain about. This is the one that people ask, where is it? Uh, It is Wes Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel. We get another stacked release with commentary, with storyboard animatics, with making ofs, interviews, video essays. Uh, I mean, this is this is another incredible release. Yeah, we finally got Spine 1000, 25 spines later. Um, <laughs> it looks incredible. I love the movie. I think it's one of Anderson's best. I have been looking forward to this like everyone else. And it seems just looking through the extras like it's going to live up to the long wait. I'm super excited about the new audio commentary. Anderson always seems a little bit like he's on Tylenol PM while he, like, when he's being interviewed. However, Jeff Goldblum is there. So I have a feeling it's going to be very exciting. Yes, yes, I think that'll be fun. I really am excited to have the video essay from Matt Zoller Seitz. I think he is one of the the foremost uh, voices who has, I think, really pushed forward kind of this this great appreciation of uh, Anderson's work. And so I think that'll be really great. And I think he'll pick up on some things that I think just the average viewer won't catch. That's, and I think that, you know, the, the Wes Anderson films, I think, are a lot of people's entry points into Criterion. And I always love uh, making these releases really accessible for the average viewer. And now we are just finishing up April, and we already have, like, five good candidates for release of the year. We have Roma, we have All About uh, My Mother, we have Paris is Burning, we have Bamboozled... We have Showboat, and now we have Grand Budapest Hotel. What could be better? <laughs> yeah, this is this is a great this is a great year so far. I cannot complain. Criterion continues to throw together this really great mix of classic Hollywood, of art house, of indie darling, of really great obscure foreign films. I mean, this is this is everything I want from Criterion, right? I fully agree with you. It's Important to point out, now the Criterion has access to a bunch of bigger releases. I was a little afraid it would skew more towards, oh, let's release a bunch of, you know, Old Warner or 20th Century Fox Noirs and stuff like that. And they are releasing them in a trickle, but they are still perfect. They basically, so far this year, have a perfect balance of newer stuff that will bring in new fans, classic Hollywood, and then... Uh, foreign finds that are hopefully going to, uh, you know, put the filmmakers on the map in the way Criterion has done in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, Robert, you know, uh, I think it's become a tradition here. I'm not a big fan of assigning uh, ratings from 1 to 10 over, you know, how, how we feel about a month, but uh, I feel like it's it's... It's a tradition around these parts, so <laughs> g- give it to me. What, what, if you had to assign a rating, 1 to 10, what would you give this month? Every month this year has been a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, that would continue yeah. here. Yeah. 
yeah, I think maybe the uh, the only thing that uh, would keep it from being a ten for me is that one surprise, right? That that thing that comes completely out of left field that you didn't know about at all. That I know. Uh, <laughs> completely takes your breath away that that yeah yeah i can see this being a nine yeah I'll, i think nine's fair i'll go with nine as well that sounds great and, and it then might which are you most excited about and which is your favorite cover of the month oh that's a good question you know i i'm gonna have to go with the the grand budapest cover i love that cover i think that it is in keeping with this second wave of the uh wes anderson artwork from the moonrise kingdom fantastic mr fox look on uh, i really like what they've done there and uh and i think honestly i think cremator is going to be my favorite release uh, i already have army of shadows i did pick that one up for way too much money and uh, uh but the others are ones that i'm really eager to pick up as well but uh cremator is one that blew me away and I am very eager to rewatch it and dig into it a little bit more. Awesome. What about you? What are, what's the one that you are most excited to catch and what's your favorite cover? I mean, I think uh, Grand Budapest is just going to take the cake because we've been waiting for it for so long in terms of release, at least personally. Uh, I know you've seen, is it pronounced Cremeter? <laughs> I think so. I think so. All right. So uh, you've seen Cremator. I haven't yet, so I can't be like, ooh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I think yes. I am excited about the Anderson the most. And in terms of covers, I agree with you uh, about the Anderson cover being great, but Destry Rides Again is super awesome, too. So I'm going to give a little love to that one. Yeah, that is a that is a great cover as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Robert. This was fun. Thank you for uh, taking the time out of your afternoon to talk about them with me. Thank you for being as awesome as you always are, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. All and, right. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. You can find Criterion Channel Surfing at CriterionCast.com and our website, CinemaCocktail.com. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Criterion Channel Surfing. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us in the Criterion Channel Club Facebook group or send us a message at CriterionChannelSurfing at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Josh Hornbeck. Our logo was designed by Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. You can see more of his design work at dpmdesigns.com. Criterion Channel Surfing is a proud member of Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at criterioncast.com and support the work of Criterion Cast at patreon.com slash criterioncast. Criterion Channel Surfing is listener-supported, so please consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash joshhornbeck. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all regular and bonus episodes of the show. And for $10 a month, you'll have the chance to give my guest and I a film to discuss in a special Patreon-only bonus episode. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters so much. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. I'm putting the finishing touches on our main episode for January, where David Blakesley of the Criterion Reflections podcast will be joining me to talk about police stories. I hope you'll join us then. Thanks for listening. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com.